What's up, fellas? She fellas? That sounds weird, don't it? Oh, it's supposed to be like the Drake and Josh shit when he used to say, What's up, fellas? She fellas? But now, you know, there wasn't a, a training thing going on back then, I guess. So now when I said she fellas, I thought of something completely different and not just a woman. <laughs> so, let's scratch that greeting and let's just go with, What's up, everybody? <laughs> This is ride number one. Uh, it's called Everybody Hates Their Boss. And the reason that there's a baby dressed as a boss on the picture title, which you may or may not see depending if you're listening or not, is because it started off, dude. Managers are like fucking babies, dude. And I'll tell you why, right? I have a baby, so I know what a baby does. And babies, they cry and they complain a lot, you know? And it's like, they wake up and the first thing they do is scream. And they don't shut up until you put a bobo in their mouth, right? For those of all, for those of all, for those of you who don't know what a bobo is, it's a pacifier, all right? So, now let's translate that to why I'm saying bosses are like babies. And actually, not everybody hates their boss. There's that few exceptions. You know, every once in a while you get a good boss, you get a good jefe and shit, but uh, they're so fucking rare, dude. Um, Especially in the fucking kitchen. Especially in the kitchen. But let's go back to the babies thing, right? So obviously, babies, they wake up, right? Babies wake up and they instantly think they're fucking jaw Claude Van Damme. As soon as they wake up, just... And it's like, dude, you just woke up. Fucking chill, bro. You just woke up, man. So then you put a bobo pacifier in the mouth and they chill out. You know what I'm saying? So they spit it out and then start crying all over again. But the thing is here, this is exactly how fucking managers are, man. Managers, as soon as they show up, well, they're supposed to be there before you. So as soon as you show up and you see the manager, the first, first fucking thing. And it's just like, what do you, what the fuck is going on, dude? What's your problem? Like, we just got here. Chill out, man. Stop fucking stressing over nothing and blah, 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 right? And then they don't shut up until you put a pacifier in their mouth. And then there comes the brown noser. His, his nose is the pacifier for the manager. And the reason being is he's still the brown noser. I mean, if he's sticking his fucking nose inside of the, inside of the boss's fucking mouth. Because bosses got assholes for mouths, dude. All they do is talk shit man all they do is talk shit and the thing is like it's like that fucking trump meme dude you ever see that trump meme where his like his mouth is like i'm like it's like this i know you can't see but i know if you hear me talking like like this you know exactly what i'm talking about and it's like a little hole and it's all wrinkled and shit and it's that trump meme i know i know plenty of y'all have seen it and it looks like a fucking butthole dude it looks like a butthole and the only thing coming out of there just like it's just shit just a bunch of shit okay just a bunch of shit just like when trump is talking and it's just a bunch of shit that's what managers are dude they're babies with buttholes for mouths and all they do is talk shit to the brown nose that comes in and sticks their fucking nose up their fucking butthole mouth or whatever you want to call it all right ass mouth i don't know okay and this ties into why everybody hates their boss because if you don't communicate well people are gonna fucking hate you dude especially if you if you're a boss right so then miscommunication Go ahead and fucking start with that shit, dude. Because it's the most annoying fucking thing in the world. 
when they're trying to say some shit, they don't know how to say it, or they say something else, and then you fucking go do what they say, at least what you thought they said, and then next thing you know, you're a fucking idiot, because you did it wrong, okay? So in, in kitchens, right, in the culinary world, we have pre-shifts, and sometimes we have post-shifts, um, and for those who aren't in the world, it's literally just a meeting that you have right before your shift starts and right after your shift ends and at the beginning obviously is so just think of it for people who like work in corporate or whatever is is like a meeting that you got to go to and then you guys talk and you got to talk about whatever right so in our pre-shifts we're supposed to fucking tell tell the cooks and stuff about what's changing what's changed uh how things went the day before kind of stuff like that things that changes that need to be made or communication that needs to be told in order for the restaurant to run fluidly and everybody be on the same page right this it sounds easy it sounds a simple but for some fucking reason it's the worst i feel like it's the worst way to communicate with these fucking people because me as a, when i was a cook dude bruh as soon as i heard pre-shift i was gone like I'm in outer space, dude. I'm with Elon Musk on fucking this rocket ship and shit. You know what I'm saying? And then they'll be like, everybody got that? And like, yeah, heard, 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 got it. And then next thing you know, you know, this turns into an issue because they're just fucking boring, dude. They're just fucking boring. And there's always, always different types of pre-shifts, different types of fucking, and, and, it, and it all comes down to the to the to the bosses talking, right? To the hefe, the hefa, whatever you want to fucking say, dude. I say chef and chefa, you know what I'm saying? Because we're chefs, and yeah. for those who speak Spanish, you know what I'm talking about. Hefe is boss in Spanish, so you put chef, hef, eh, chefe. You get it? You get it? That's so why your boys called chef a G. Anyways, <laughs> back to the different types of pre-shifts and communications, right? I'm uh, talking from my own experience from when I was a cook, not not right now as a chef, because when I'm when I'm a chef, there's only like two or three of us, and I'm not even there most of the time for their pre-shifts. So, um, I'm, this is me from the perspective of when I was a cook, dude. You always got, like I said, that one exception. Where it's like super normal, they just talk to you like you're a fucking human being. And for those of you who know me, this is back to the Mama Melrose days, bro. So fucking pay attention if you're still there, man. Because it's just about to get crazy and funny, dude. And <laughs> um, you have one that's normal, right? And for those of there that were, that were there when I was there, you know who I'm talking about. It's the only person that helped us out. She was the best. Then you have the other person who's like always late. And then they try to rush it. As soon as they fucking show up, man. You know what I'm talking about? And this goes for front of the house, too. Because you guys got pre-shifts and shit, too. So I know you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You have one that's late. It never shows up, right? So the whole fucking pre-shift is just this. And that's it. Because they're not there. You know what I'm saying? They're not there. So they're not fucking talking. And then when they show up, like five minutes later... It's all of a sudden like, oh, hey, hey, what's going on, guys? And then they fucking, I swear to God, it's like an auction, right? They just fucking go through it. You guys got it? Yeah, of course. Of course we fucking got it. Okay, heard. Got it. And then they get pissed off at us. Well, we don't know what the fuck they said in pre-shift. But it's like, bro, you weren't even there. You know what I'm saying, dog? You weren't even fucking there, dude. 
So it's like those motherfuckers that are late are annoying, dude, because you're the boss, dude. You're supposed to lead by example. We'll get to leading to by example later, but fucking Christ, dude, you need to communicate to us what's going on. You're not even here to fucking communicate it, all right? <coughs> and then you have the one, that one boss, El Jefe, that's just awkward as fuck. Doesn't know how to talk to people. Doesn't know. It's like it's like you're back in middle school. And you see someone trying to give a speech, and they got stage fright, and you're just like, uh, this is, this is fucking awkward, dude, like, <sighs> and the worst thing is, it's not just awkward the way they talk, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hit home with my mama Melrose peeps here, bro, because I know y'all, I know you guys, are, you guys know that I'm talking about the marshmallow with two toothpicks for legs, and I ain't even got to say no more than that, you know what I'm saying, looking like a motherfucking cake pop in a fucking cake pop in a chef coat, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> And they just show, hi, 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 how is everybody? You guys doing good? Hey, why don't we do this? Hi, how's it going, guys? And then the worst thing is when they're like, um, well, yesterday, uh, and it's like a fucking CD skipping, bro. And you're just like, dude, just fucking spit it out, all right? Think of us as the pussies, and you're spitting on us. Just fucking spit it out, dude. Okay? Enough with the fucking film record skippings and shit, dude. And, uh, 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 and then at the end, they're just like, does anybody have anything for me? And then they just stand there for five minutes, looking deep into your soul at every single fucking cook. And everybody's just looking at them like, we don't even know what you said. And we ain't got shit to say. Can we just fucking go do our jobs? And he's just sitting there staring. No, all right, well, let's, uh, let's have ourselves a, a great day, okay? But, excuse me. <laughs> and then anyways, so you got the motherfucker that's awkward or is like too handsy or try to get, you take it too far. You know what I'm saying? Or not even, don't even start. And then we can go back to the fucking, and then the worst thing is that dude that's awkward, he's the one that's fucking mean to everybody, man. He's the asshole of the fucking bosses, dude. You, I fucking said it in pre-shift, man. Bro, you didn't say shit in pre-shift. What are you, couldn't even fucking understand what you were trying to say. So what the fuck is the problem, dude? And he's an asshole to you because, well, it's under appreciative, so you're supposed to know what the fuck you're doing. But if you got a shitty appreciative and you didn't communicate to us, bro, miscommunication is the biggest motherfucking killer of a team, dude. I swear to God. And it's the biggest truth in the fucking kitchen, man. And either way, let's go back, right? The bosses, right? The appreciatives and shit. Then you have the one. <laughs> Listen, this guy showed up right before I left this location. You have the one that's just too quiet, okay? You have the one that's just way too quiet. And it's like, if you work in a restaurant, there's like a big group, you know what I'm saying? There's at least, what, 10, 12 people for cooking. You got your people in the back doing prep, whatever. Then you got, if in front of the house, there's even more, dude, because the front of the house, fucking pre-shifts that I go to, yo, they're fucking like 15 people. And it's like, you got people in the back, you know what I'm saying? The same, they're still trying to stand six feet apart and shit. So you, the people in the back can't hear anything you fucking saying, especially if you're that quiet motherfucker. It just starts and it's like, yo, hey, yo, yo, how's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is Jeff, and we need to do this and that, and, and blah, 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 blah. And then on top of that, you're a white dude that looks Asian, and it's like everybody thinks you're Chinese and shit, but like, you're white as fuck, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, at the end, you're like, the, the only time they speak up, the only time that quiet person speaks up is at the end when they're like, 
Alright guys, it's everything. You know, what ain't you fucking talk like that the whole time, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? And then they you know they, they come up to you, right? They come up to you while you're cooking and shit, and you're supposed to tell the people they're in pre-shift what plates are changing, what stuff to do. And when in the middle of service, they'll come up to you and be like, hey man, um, you remember me saying that in pre-shift? I was like, nah, dude. First of all, you're speaking to yourself. Second of all, even though you're white, you're speaking Japanese, because you're fucking Chinese as fuck. But no, whatever, dude. You fucking ching chong looking motherfucker. Anyways, I love that motherfucking dude. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, shout out, motherfucker. <laughs> that's just too funny. But you know, you always have that dude that's too quiet. And it's the biggest problem is because those pre-shifts are major in terms of communication, which is why my pre-shifts, I give them personally, dude. As soon as people start rolling in, I start talking to them personally. Yo, this is what we need to do today. This is what I need you to do today. This is what you did yesterday. And that was one-on-one communication and ain't nothing fucking crazy unless it's something big. And then we do a big pre-shift and then it's normal. You know what I'm saying, dogs? And man, the biggest fucking thing that pisses me off about my bosses or bosses that I've had in the past or whatever the fucking case is, dude, is the fucking criticism, dude. And I understand, right? We're in the culinary world. And in, no matter where you are, first of all, you need constructive criticism in order to increase and and be able, you need to be able to criticize yourself first of all and not take it personal when someone else is doing it as long as it's constructive criticism especially if you're fucking cooking especially if you're providing a service or a product you need these motherfuckers to be like yo this is what do you think when you say what do you think hey try this does it taste good what's it need don't get pissed off if somebody starts telling you the truth now. Because that's the thing about motherfucking bosses too, bro. They want you to be honest, but as soon as you honest, they get mad at you, man. It's like, what are you, a chick? Ha, <laughs> fucking around with you. <laughs> um, but it's like that criticism, man, when you take it, criticism could be taken too far. And that's, this is one of the biggest reasons people hate their bosses. It's because instead of cr- constructively criticizing something, they're just fucking assholes, dude. No, oh, instead of like when someone comes up to you and say, Hey, can you try this? Uh, it needs a little bit more salt next time. Do a little bit of this. You need uh, uh, some lime, some acidity to, to cut through the fat because it's just too oily, blah, 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 whatever the fucking case is, right? You can say that and help somebody because they're coming to you for help instead of just being like, Yo, it tastes like shit or whatever the fucking cases. We would never use this in this restaurant and shit like that. Like, bro, don't do not do that. You know what I'm saying? That's so fucking unnecessary. And then for those of you, the cooks that are trying to fucking be better and the cooks that are like looking to your chefs to fucking help you become better or, or to your, your managers, it doesn't even fucking matter, front of the house or whatever. If you have a boss that's like that, don't use them as an example. Just don't go up to them. And when they do come up to you and start fucking with you for no fucking reason, bro, just turn the cheek, man. Be like Jesus Cristo. Just let it slide, let it go. There's no point in fucking arguing with people like that because they're always gonna think they're right. They're always gonna be like, no, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So don't stress it. Don't take it personal, you know what I'm saying? Because that's just the kind of person that they are, all right? And when it comes to criticism, for me, dude, the biggest criticism I always got was when I was on Expo, man. And Expo, for those of you that don't know, it's this big window. It's not really a window. It's like a table that keeps the food hot. It's the last point um, you have an expediter. It's the last point where that person that is expediting, running that station, 
looks at all the food, puts it together for the table, for whatever table is going out, and makes sure that everything's right. So if something's done wrong, you need to send it back. If something's not hot, you need to send it back. Whatever's wrong with it, whether it's, it, it comes to presentation or to the way it was cooked, or maybe the sauce is broken, or whatever the case is, you're the last person to look at it, and you're the last chance for it to be corrected before it goes to the table, and next thing you know, you have a fucking complaint from an ungrateful piece of shit guest that sometimes they're right. Sometimes they're not, sometimes they are. Sometimes you really just didn't do your fucking job right. And next time be better. All right, so I didn't realize that for the last motherfucking 15 minutes I was speaking to myself because it wasn't your motherfucking recording. So let me try to go back. I'm going back. I'm going back. Last thing I said because I replayed it 17 times is maybe you just did it wrong. Maybe you just did just fucked up. So clearly I was talking about criticism. And um, anyways, right? I was talking about Espo. On the whole Espodite thing, you're the last person to see what's going to go out. Sometimes you do your shit right. Sometimes you do your shit wrong. But the thing that pisses me off the most, my, 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 my friend, my friend, is when your motherfucking people, your boss, your hefe, is right there hovering. Like he just, like, like he was the inspiration for fucking Assassin's Creed. Just sitting there on your shoulders, perched, ready to just, ah! And you're just like, yo, get off of me, dude. Because I know you, you, you're hovering like a motherfucking eagle right now, bro. Like, you're an eagle with a motherfucking Donald Trump comb over and a goddamn butthole for a mouth, but your beak is still going a little bit over. So when the brown nose goes fucking sticking in his nose in there, you still kind of scratch at him a little bit because it's like, hey, I know what you're doing. But you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's the boss. That's the boss right there on your shoulder the whole time. Instead of shitting at it like a bird is hovering and shitting on you. Nah, man. This guy just starts criticizing and talking. It's just like, this is wrong and that's wrong. And next thing you know, dude, you got a big old pile of shit from Jurassic Park again. They're just adding to it and adding to it. And it's on your shoulders and it's on your back and it's weighing you down and you just can't do your shit right. But then they're just criticizing stuff that you haven't even been able to see. The plate comes onto the window. The guy's hovering in front of the plate. He says, hey, this is wrong. Sends it back to the cook. Then tells you you're doing your job wrong. Excuse me? You didn't even let me motherfucking do my shit, dude. You're criticizing a job that's not even completed yet. You didn't even let me look at the plate to see if something's wrong with it so I could send it back. So, why are you talking to me? You know what I'm saying, motherfuckers? When motherfucking bosses hover... And they criticize your job before you're even done. It's the worst fucking thing in the world, right? And you just gotta suck it up. You just gotta fucking slurp that shit like it's the last motherfucking thing in your cup and you got a shitty straw. You just gotta put up with it. But don't criticize something that's not completed. And don't criticize something when you're gonna be a hypocrite, dude. This takes me to hypocrites. Hypocrites. Hypocritical. Hypocrite. What's a hypocriticism? Okay? Hypocrite with an ism at the end, bro. Fuck you. And the thing with this is, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go right into it, dude. The thing that put, I'm a stiffler for ready to eat hands. <laughs> ready to eat hands, ready to eat gl- uh, gloves and the policy, right? So, for those of you that don't know, when a food is ready to eat, it means exactly what it says it's ready to eat. You're, I'm done cooking it and the next step is for you to put it in your mouth 
and for me to touch that food, if I'm gonna touch it with my hands, I need some gloves on because the food is ready to eat. If it's raw and I'm gonna grab it and throw it on a pan and cook it, I could grab it barehanded. So if you're grabbing like uncooked asparagus, you could grab that shit barehanded, it's fine because whatever bacteria you're transferring from your hand to the asparagus is gonna die when you cook it in a pan full of hot oil or butter or bacon grease. And, but when it's ready to eat, it needs to have some glue zone. And the thing about that is so many chefs will be on your ass when you're a cook. Make sure you got your gloves on. Make sure you're using your gloves. It's a violation. It's a fucking violation if you ain't got your gloves on. It's sanitary. Not sanitary. Is um, Stereotech or the, the government and state walks in to give us a, a, a sanitary walkthrough? It's gonna fire you if you ain't got your gloves on. And then you're, you're sitting there like, I always got my gloves on, motherfucker. But then when they come on the line to fit themselves something to eat or to help you, bro, bare fucking hands, 24-7. Bare hands that were just touching their phone. Bare hands that was just touching the computer in the office that shared with eight other leaders bare hands that they probably went to the restroom and instead of using soap just use water bare hands that i've seen a chef stick their thumb into their butthole of a mouth and suck on it to try to tell somebody that they're being a baby that's already disrespectful in itself and then touch a plate and take it to the table and you're sitting there like but you have the fucking balls to tell me to put some gloves on when I'm cooking? When you sit there and we don't even have gloves to fit your fat ass hands? Come on. Stop it. And then when I'm and if you're the cook and you say something to him, which by the way, I have. Say hello to the Oveja Negra. The black sheep of the culinary arts industry. Right here. Chef a J. And you know why? Because I don't shut up. I keep my butthole open. It's always talking. But it's clean shit. Because I'm shitting on the people that need to be shitting on. I'm shitting on the people that are being hypocrites. I'm shitting on the people that's telling my cooks to do something when they themselves don't do it. And I call them out on it. Hey, man. How come you don't put gloves on when you're on the line? And, and okay, and let's go this way, right? You can be respectful and not be stupid and make a confrontation out of it. And then there's the route that I take. It's not the low route. It's not the high road. It's the ride in the fucking middle. Okay. I'm, I'm the finger telling you to fuck off because I'm right in the middle. Not too high, not too low. And when I see a chef that tells people to put the gloves on with the cooking, well, as soon as they go on the line to help or whatever and they don't touch gloves, yo, I call that shit out. I'm, dude, I'm like, I call them out like it's not even fucking funny, dude. It's as soon as they touch something, chef, can you put some gloves on? And the cooks are just like, dum, dum, dum. what's going on here? What's going on over there in saute? 
And then the, the chef's like, I don't need to, I'm a chef. Okay. And then he starts, and then he does it again, and again, and again, and again, and I walk behind them, and I yell to my cooks, Thank you, everybody, for putting the gloves on! And then they don't, and they look at me like, Ah, what do I do? I look like an idiot right now, and it's because you didn't put your fucking gloves on, bro. Don't be a hypocrite, man. Don't be a hypocrite. So, if you're going to deal with a boss that's a hypocrite, don't confront him, because you're probably going to get terminated. You're probably going to get yourself in trouble. You're probably going to put a big old target on your back. And unless you're okay with being the black sheep at your work location as I am, do it respectfully. Ask him, chef, I understand why I need to have my gloves on, but why don't you wear your gloves when you come on? Aren't you supposed to lead by example? And no one's going to have the boss to say that. Um, <laughs> it's funny because talking about the pre-shift earlier dude when i was the cook i'd be the one that called all the all the chefs out and the cooks would be like what the fuck did he just say that and the chef doesn't know what to do so then it's like that that me with matthew mcconaughey where he's like riding and he's like his hands up on his face and he's like looking in the rearview mirror like yeah yeah you wild <laughs> like <laughs> that's that shit all right if you have a fucking hypocritical boss dude you i don't know you you either got to put up with it or fucking confront them in a respectful way because or else you're going to get your ass in trouble. And that takes me directly, right? I'm, I'm going to leave the whole hippopotamus, the whole hypocritical shit with the bad bunny and motherfucker was like, yo, tu no eres hipocrita, cabrón, tu eres la hipocresía. And for y'all that don't know, Spanish, Google that shit, bro. Bad bunny, estamos clear. Look that shit. Oh. But when all right, so the hypocritism, hypo, I, I still don't know how to fucking say that word, bro. Hypocrite with ism at the end. Hippo, hypocrite, hippo. Fuck you. Okay, moving on. Favoritism. Can say that one, bitches. Dude, all right, you can't hate your bosses because someone's being a brown noser. But you, what annoys everybody about their bosses is when they pay attention and they. How do you say it? Reward that brown noser for brown nosing. Because the brown noser, if he's brown nosing, he's not doing his job. Most of them stop doing their jobs to go and suck up. You know what I'm saying? And when that happens, I stop doing my job to go give that brown noser a, a fucking cleanup. Since I yo, wipe your nose is all brown. And then I give, uh, excuse me, a fucking clean that to the boss and I'm like hey man your eyes are a little bit wet you saw it and it's the aquí like go ahead and clean that shit off clean that shit off of your face bro you really gonna let this guy do that and then I go do my job but the thing is like there's always gonna be brown nosers so you can't get mad at your bosses for that but you can get annoyed when they just start rewarding that motherfucker bro especially in the kitchen if he's not on the hotline cooking doing his job during service to go talk shit with you kick shit with you in the office bruh tell that motherfucker to go do his job and cook there's someone else doing double the work so this motherfucker could have a stupid ass conversation with you about last week's game where no one gives a fuck about it you know and the worst thing is when i do when i worked at disney man i fucking promise you 90 percent of my bosses were there because of brown nosing 
were there because of favoritism. Because I knew that when I would ha try to have a culinary conversation with them, they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. I had a fucking executive chef when I was an intern try to tell me that the ratio for mirepoix that I was saying was incorrect. Keep in mind that it's my internship. This is the last class for me to finish school where all I got drilled into my head was the ratio of mirepoix. If you don't know what mirepoix is, it's literally onions, celery, and carrots. But it's got a ratio to it. 50% onions to 25% celery, 25% carrots. My executive chef, knowing that I'm fresh out of school, tried to tell me that I was stupid because I thought that onions were the 50% of mirepoix. Mm-mm, motherfucker. He was like, it's carrots. It's, this is, again, this is during pre-shift communication. And I'm like, chef, I know I just got here two weeks ago, but it's onions. And he goes, no, it's carrots. You just went to school, shouldn't you know this? And I'm like, mm, Lord Jesus. Like my mama always said, give me the patience, Lord. So I don't kill this motherfucker. It's onions, dude. So I knew that he didn't know what he was talking about. So at that moment, I lost all complete respect for him as an executive chef. As a culinary artist, dude, period. So, again, 90% of the people who are in positions of power are there because of brown nosing, favoritism, or unfair advantages. It's a part of the fucking world. It's a part of this world, every lo work location. You just either don't be that person, though. Your chance is going to come. Just know you got to work a little bit harder if you want to make yourself an honest living. Cause that's just the way it is. I'm the black sheep, dude. I'm the oveja negra. I'm that dude that if the kitchen wore white coats, I had a black one. If the kitchen wore black coats, I had a white one. If they were magenta, I wore whatever opposite color on the fucking art color wheel is opposite to magenta. Okay? Because that was me. I stood out not because of brown nosing or being a piece of shit. I stood out because I called people out on their shit and I did my job right. And my, my chances came, but you have to be prepared though. Growth comes when opportunity meets preparation. If you prepare and your opportunity comes, when that opportunity comes, you're gonna grow, you're gonna get bigger. But if the opportunity comes and you've been dicking around at home playing video games instead of looking at culinary books or videos or cooking, bro! You know, ain't nothing gonna happen for you. Okay? So keep that in mind, man. If you wanna grow, prepare yourself for the opportunities that are gonna come. Because I grew by doing exactly that. When opportunities rose, I took them because I thought I was prepared. Sometimes I was, sometimes I wasn't. When I was, I got a promotion. And they come in the when you least fucking expect them. 
honestly, dude, when you least fucking expect them, that's when your opportunity is gonna come. So be prepared, like the next day, like tomorrow's the day that you're gonna get your job interview for fucking promotion. That's how prepared you have to be if you wanna move up and not be a little bitch favorite tits, like motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So keep your head down, keep reading, education, man. There's a lot more to cooking than just fucking being at work. What you do at work, especially in most places, it's not even cooking. You're just warming shit up out of a bag. So if you want to be able to move yourself up into better positions, you got to prepare yourself for that shit. You got to practice that shit at home. You got to look at videos, take master classes online, read books. I went to Le Cordon Bleu. I still have my Culinary Foundations 1, 2 books. On top of that, my buffet and, and catering books. I still have all my books and I read them consistently. I go back and reread all the shit that I highlighted as a review for I don't forget the basics. Okay, because the basics are going to be the most important thing. It doesn't matter where you work. If you don't have your basics down, you ain't going to go nowhere, dude. You can do a fucking high-flying knee, but you don't know how to do a basic punch or whatever the fucking case is, dude. You're not always going to catch somebody with a fucking flying knee, dude. You got to know your basics, man. And when it comes to the whole brown-nosing situation, dude, bruh, if you want to be the pacifier for your fucking, for your boss's asshole mouth, it just shits out consistently because it's loose. Fucking stop listening, please. <laughs> just, just fucking stop listening. All right. I know. Okay. It's, okay. So, dude, dude, this is all right. Check this out. Right. <clears throat> what pisses off everybody about brown nosers is when they make it so obvious. Don't make it so obvious, okay? Don't tell everybody that you have a personal delivery app called Brown Noser Eats. Or, para los puertorriqueños, Lambebicho Eats. You know what I'm saying? Don't fucking make it obvious. Don't run upstairs to the office with a cafe in your hand and a fucking little meal you cook for the boss. And then sit in the office with him for 15 minutes talking shit. When your fucking cooks, your, your, your fellow workers are fucking covering your station while you sucking dick. Don't make it obvious. All right? It's the most annoying thing in the world. And if you're, if you're a boss and you're listening to this, it's very easy to tell who's being genuine, who's brown nosing, and who's just fucking nosy. Okay? So... Don't reward the brown nosers because those aren't the ones that are doing their jobs. Reward the person who's covering that brown noser station while still working their station so that the restaurant that pays you and your bills is able to continue fucking running, dude. And don't treat people like they're not fucking humans. Next topic, that's what it is. Next topic. Treating people like they're not humans. I have a super simple example for this and I'm just gonna keep it really short because I don't know how long I've been talking. Anyways, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Snuffles, snuffles, snuffles. I swear I don't do the cocaine. Uh, <laughs> I have a story, right? I have a cook and I have a boss, obviously. I'm a middle manager, I'm not fucking top-notch shit. I saw this chef go up to this kid who was cutting onions for a garnish. 
you don't know what a garnish is, it's just a fancy word for decoration or decor. It's what's gonna decorate and make the plate look prettier, right? Part of the presentation. Because people eat with their eyes. The same way that managers talk with their, and well, shit with their mouth. <laughs> um, he was cutting them too big. He wasn't cutting them properly. There's a certain way to cut an onion, right? They show you in school, you can learn it, blah, 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 to get that small dice. He was doing it too big. And instead of simply going up to this cook and saying, hey man, all right, first of all, keep in mind that in a kitchen when someone's doing something wrong, that's probably how they were trained. People always find shortcuts, true. But most of the time, when they train somebody, that's how they train them is with their shortcuts, not the actual proper procedures. So if you see one a cook or, or somebody doing something wrong, they probably were trained that way. So instead of simply going out to them and saying, hey, um, you're doing the onion too big, this is how you need to do it, and show him the proper way of how to cut the fucking onion properly so he knows how to do it right, he goes up to this motherfucking kid and is like, hey, you don't know how to cut an onion? And my cook just looks up and he's like, uh, yeah, what do you what do you mean? He goes, you're doing them too big. Like, why? This, this is horrible. I can't use this. This is crappy. And he grabs it and throws it away. And he was like, didn't you go to school? And he was like, no, no, no. The only experience that I have in restaurants is when I was working at my dad's restaurant. And he said to him, you interviewed me. Don't you remember that? <laughs> and in my, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm on Expo and I'm trying not to laugh because I'm just like, Dude, you fucked up. You confronted him. You, you got you got petty with him. You know what I'm saying? And this uh, he's already coming off petty with you. Now you now you fucked up. And I get it though. You know what I'm saying? Because I that I would have said that same shit. That I would have said that. I would have been an asshole about it. Because you're being a dick for no reason, right? Just show me how to fucking cut the onion, dude. And he was like, Oh, your dad never taught you how to cut an onion. And now you're disrespecting this kid's family. Okay. If this was, I forgot his name, Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious, you're a dead man walking. Cause you're disrespecting the family here, dude. All right? And it's so fucking unnecessary, dude. You are three promotions ahead of this kid and you're talking down to him. Like you don't put your pants on the same way. You know what I'm saying? We all get up and we all put on our pants the same fucking way. One leg, then the other, or both legs at the same time. Point is, we're all the fucking same. Just because you're higher than somebody in a position doesn't mean you're better than them as a person. You might be better than them in ability and career-wise, but you're not better than them. You're not a better human being or a better person or, or they all of a sudden become your fucking trash. Like, you need to treat them like motherfucking humans, dude. Talk to them. And you need to lead by fucking example. If you have a chef that doesn't, or a boss, or a chef, or whatever, dude, that doesn't treat you like a human with respect, it's time to fucking move on, dude. Fucking bounce at that motherfucker. Be like Tigger and fucking bounce. Because this shit's just not going to work out. And when it comes to shit like that, you can't even you can't even do anything about it. Because if you start responding back and getting in, into arguments with this boss, you're only going to make it worse on yourself. And also, 
Unrealistic expectations, man. Let's talk about that. Unrealistic expectations. I was a butcher before I was a cook. And I knew nothing about how to butcher. So when I started, it took me four hours to do the 700 pounds of beef that I had to do. After a couple of weeks of doing it six days in a row with one day off, I got better, obviously. Practice makes perfect. And I realized that it was taking me about three hours to do the 700 pounds to fabricate and break down the 700 pounds, 750 roughly pounds of beef. And it was a new station that they hadn't worked out yet. And they kept trying to add more and more and more responsibilities because they saw that I was improving. And they're like, oh, well, you know, you have these, we saw you standing around for 10 minutes at the end of your shift saying bye to everybody. So that means you have time to, we're gonna give you this responsibility. Now you're gonna have to pull the pulled pork that takes 30 fucking minutes to do. So because you saw me saying goodbye to everybody for 10 minutes, all of a sudden I have enough time to do a 30 minute jab. Excuse me, dude. Unexpect, unrealistic expectations. I know how long it takes me to do my beef. I know how long it takes me to break down all the shit I need to do. Don't come up and try to tell me and give me more responsibility because you think I'm dicking around or whatever the fucking case is, right? Oh, you should be done with the beef in two hours and a half. No, dude. Not even the guy who trained me did that shit in two hours and a half. How do you expect me, unrealistically, to be able to fucking do it two hours and a half? So the point is, if someone's setting unrealistic expectations, you're gonna have some resentment towards that motherfucker because that dude's gonna probably get you in trouble for not finishing your job. But it was unrealistic. It's like, you walked into fucking Narnia, you know? When you came to the kitchen, for somehow, you didn't see the coats in your way smacking you in the face because you were going through the wardrobe to fucking Narnia, okay? And the half goat motherfucker that's waiting for you on the other side, for those of you who didn't see that fucking reference, first of all, half goats, man's that's demonic, okay? So your chef is the fucking goat-legged demon. Telling you to do shit unrealistically because now it's all of a sudden the fantasy world. We're in the fantasy kitchen, okay? Yeah, of course, I could break down 700 of beef in fucking 10 minutes. Come on, bring it on! Nah, fuck you, dude. Now you're gonna put unrealistic expectations on myself and tell me to do shit on the fly? On the fly! Alright. This doesn't even relate to why people hate their bosses about on the fly shit. But now that we're talking about it, on the fly, for those of you who don't know, if you don't work in the kitchen, on the fly means you need to do it as quickly as possible. That's why it's flying. Because if it's flying, it's going fast. Okay? And I'm sure a lot of you have seen the meme where it's like, cooks when we say on the fly and it's got a fucking turtle with a chef hat and a spatula. Yes, that's 100% true. The reason being why when something is needed on the fly, huh, it means that somebody else fucked up and now you need it as quickly as possible. Whether the expediter fucked it up and sold it to the wrong table. Whether the food runner ran it to the wrong table even though their job is to run food, hence the name food runner somehow run it to the wrong table. 
that's for a different day. Or maybe the server dropped it, whatever the fucking case is. When you hear, hey, I need this on the fly, man, you like, your first instinct is, bitch, why? The fuck happened? I know I made that shit. What the fuck happened? Why I gotta make this shit on the fly? And then that person's aggravated, the other person that's asking for it, because all of a sudden it's, I'm telling you I need it on the fly. Why are you still talking? And I wanna know. The fuck you, dude. I need that shit on the fly. And what, okay. I'm on both sides of this argument because when I was a cook, I was like, fuck you, dude. I'm not doing this shit on the fly and I take my time. But now when I'm a chef and I'm asking for something on the fly, it's probably because I fucked up. But I tell them though, like I'm honest with them. So when you tell somebody you need it on the fly to shut up and do it on the fly, they're gonna go slow. Cause they wanna know what happened. Curiosity, right? We're all fucking cats, okay? We're all fucking pussies, okay? That's why you just spit shit out, okay? Um, but if you tell them, if you're honest with them and you tell them, Hey, I need this, I need this on the fly because, and then as soon as you tell them, if they respect you and you're not one of the bosses that they hate, they're going to be like, Oh, I got you. I might be la oveja negra, the black sheep at every location that I have fucking worked. But that's because I have the respect of the cast and the people above me hate it they hate that shit i can tell a cook to do something and they'll do it out of respect for me because i treat them like fucking human beings i've had situations where my boss told someone under me to do something and that cook looked at me and asked for permission instead of just doing what the guy said and I was so fucking proud. I was like, dude, I don't even know how proud to fucking say how I was. There's no fucking way to explain it, dude. It's like, mm, like when you take a shit and you don't stay in the toilet, that's how fucking proud I was, man. That's how fucking proud I was, dude. When you wipe your ass, and the toilet paper doesn't break? That's how fucking proud I was. All right? When you fucking pick your nose and you get that booger on the first try after you just bit your nail off? That's how fucking proud I was. My God. Dude, I was so fucking happy. And I told you, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> but my point is, I have that kind of respect from my cooks because I treat them like humans. Even when I was a chef assistant, they would look at me for permission instead of fucking going to the sous chef. I had cooks coming up to me for help instead of going to the sous chef. Because I treated them like they were fucking humans, dude. Because I didn't forget how to put my pants on, all right? I realized I, they put the pants on just like me, okay? I never forgot that. I never forgot how to put my pants on, all right? And you might not understand the reference, but I fucking do, so fuck you off, you don't. Alright, think about it that way. Okay? And it's just the way it's always been, dude. So, when, when it comes to this whole on-the-fly thing, it's really about respect. They respect you, they'll do that shit as fast as possible. If they don't, well, you'll get that shit tomorrow. And, ah, oh, shit, sorry. I don't know how long I've been talking. This is supposed to be 20 minutes, but, uh, <laughs> nope. We got to talk about why we hate our bosses. 
And the main reason, even though I said that for every reason, because every reason is a main reason, like whenever, whatever. Well, I, I hate it when people, and my, I hate it when my bosses can't see their own shortcomings or their own failures and instead look for a scapegoat on somebody else. And that happens everywhere. Corporate, kitchen, front of the house, you're working at the fucking Tassus place. It doesn't matter, man. When someone fucks up and they don't accept that responsibility, especially if it's your boss and they're trying to blame it on you, ooh, child, things are going to get ugly. When I was a cook, I was working at this fine dining location where we had so much fish that we had a fish station where one guy just cooks all the fish, okay? Sometimes fish doesn't last very long. You buy fish, you wanna cook it in a couple days, no more than that, or it's gonna start getting stinky real quick. Our chef decided to keep ordering way too much tuna. Our tuna was just an appetizer. We didn't need a flock of tunas in our restaurant, okay? I don't even know if that's what they are. I don't know if they're flocks or whatever the fucking case is. But the point is we had way too much tuna and it was going bad. So there's this thing called in a restaurant, it's called FIFO. No, it's not a fucking dog. It's called FIFO because it stands for first in, first out. Meaning whatever product first comes in is the product that should be first coming out. So if I bought something yesterday, use that to cook before the one that I bought today. That way, what I bought yesterday doesn't go bad. Simple enough, isn't it? Especially when everything has a label with a date on it. So that some people don't fucking look and they just grab whatever they want. Back to the story. Bro, I was cooking, I was on the fish station that day. Usually I'm on grill, but I was on the fish station that day. And I'm getting all my fishes and shit, bro. We had tuna, we had salmon, grouper, we had lobster tails. And I grab everything and I always look, bro. We have big, bright ass orange fucking stickers that say, use first. On a fucking gray doll pan, it's gonna stand out, all right? I grabbed all of the shit that was first came in. <laughs> I'm working on my station. In the middle of service, I have the sous chef come around to my fucking station. Doesn't say anything to me. Opens up my drawers, my low from my low boy, whatever cooler you want to call it. Opens it, looks at the date on the tuna, walks away. Then the executive chef comes around. Actually, sorry, wrong. Wrong. The executive chef came first. He came, looked at it, didn't say anything, walked away. And then the sous chef comes back about 10 minutes later. I'm annoyed already because the executive chef came and started fucking with my shit without telling me what's going on. I don't care who you are. I set up my station a certain way so I could work it a certain way. And God damn it, I don't want to sound like I think I'm the best or anything because I'm not. I need a lot of fucking improvement. But fucking Christ, dude, if I work it a certain way, don't touch my shit. 
because if you want me to work efficiently, let me work my shit the way I set it up. I'm annoyed because he didn't tell me what was going on with the tuna. I noticed he was looking at the tuna, but I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck was that about? I'm already annoyed with him. Me and him clash heads a lot. Anyways, then the fucking sous chef comes around. Another asshole that I fucking clash heads with. And he looks at the tuna, looks at the date, and I ask him, what's going on? And he was like, we're just looking at the date to make sure that you got the right one. Um... Because there's one in the cooler that has less amount in the pan. So his, ¿cómo se dice? How do you say it? His logic was there's a pan that's half full in the cooler. You have one that's full. That means you grabbed the wrong one. So we're just double checking. I didn't realize at first that the tuna was going bad. I didn't know about that yet. So I'm already irritated because as a butcher, I know that sometimes you don't have enough at that. You fill up one full pan and then you got a little bit left for about half a pan, right? That doesn't mean that that one was used first. It just means you didn't have enough to fucking fill it up. And then they're looking at here like, and I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on, right? Like I, I was like, they, they think I'm not fucking FIFOing. They don't think I'm FIFOing. They don't think I'm dogging this shit out the right way. And I'm like, and he was like, well, there's another one in there that's half full. And I was like, but it's got the same date on it, right? And he's like, yeah, but it's half full. I was like, but it's got the same date on it. That means it expires at the same time. It doesn't matter if it's half full, right? Yeah, but the other one, I was like, but it's got the same date on it. And I'm fucking pissed off. Because at I'm, I'm now realizing that you... Instead of accepting your mistake and your shortcoming, failing to see what you did wrong, you want to try and blame a me, the cook, and try to say that the reason the tune is going bad is because I'm not following the proper procedure. No, no, no. <laughs> nah, bro. I always get my shit out, right? So, now I'm calling you out on your shit. And that... There's a reason I clash heads with this kid. Because instead of accepting that he ordered too much tuna when we were slow, he's trying to fucking pin it on me, dude. To lose my job over this shit. You're trying to pin me pin it on me when you fucked up? Nah, bro. Anyways, point is I disliked my boss because he tried to use me as a scapegoat for not following proper procedure when I was, and then still tried to argue argue with me about it. When he's the one that ordered too much tuna because he's the only one that did the orders. So, don't be that fucking guy. Don't be that fucking dickhead, dude. You did something wrong, tell them. I'll respect you more if you're like, listen, I ordered too much tuna. I just wanted to make sure you were five for to try to make sure that it doesn't go bad. Her, dude, fucking got it. But when you try to do that shit, you're getting the executive chef involved over some fucking tuna you did wrong to try to pin it on me? Nah, 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 bro. You can fucking stick that shit up your motherfucking asshole. The one in your ass, not the one in your face, by the way, fucker. So hundred, I think it was like 50 pounds of tuna that went bad. They had to make a tuna salad that no one liked. <laughs> oh man, you gotta love it. But yeah, dude, everybody hates their boss. Whether you like him, you still hate him. Whether you don't like him, you still hate him. Whether you hate him, you still like him. Eh, wrong. Everybody hates their boss. Just an exception, of course, every once in a while. But at the end of the day, man, 
they're in every single work location. It's rare that you have a good boss. And you still just keep your head down, keep moving forward. Your opportunity is going to come. Be prepared for it, but your opportunity is going to come. All right? Don't worry about your Assassin's Creed ego of a boss with an asshole for a mouth and a beak full of shit. It's just, it is what it is. But be respectful if you're going to fucking try and, and uh, how do you say, call them motherfuckers out. I didn't have a problem having a target on my back because I know I did my job right. But uh, it's definitely walking on thin ice. Dancing on thin ice, more like it. And nah, that's it, man. That's it. I'm proud of my shade of. I'm so proud. Like I just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's it, man. Ride one. Everybody hates it, boss. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Peace out.